This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. We start out with the large intestine. A lot of people don't realize that the dysbiosis, the, all these things that they're hearing about, are um, a lot of them are are in the, uh, and I made a mistake when I said microbiome, that's more your, um, that's more the small intestines. But, but um, large intestines, the symptoms would be a feeling that bowels do not empty completely. So, and within the framework of this entire category, there are specifics. So lower abdominal pain relieved by passing stool or gas. Passing stool or gas means we have a bacterial problem. Gas is a bacterial problem, okay? It's, 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 it's the breakdown of bad bacteria. You can get a couple of different types of, 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 uh, of uh, gases, but uh, if, you get, if you get a methane gas, that's SIBO, um, and small, that's a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, that can be gas, that can be bloating, that can be passing large amounts of foul-smelling gas. So you're passing large amounts of foul-smelling gas, and you get distension after you eat, there's a good chance that you might have something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That alternating constipation, diarrhea, now, under, now understand, we're treating a case, we're looking at the gut, and we're like, okay, 75% of the immune system is in the gut. This person has Hashimoto's, whatever it is. If you have an autoimmune problem, which most of my patients do, 75% of the immune system is in the gut. Most of you have mystery diseases, you're struggling, you can't figure out what's going on, yeah, and, and everything's normal, and your doctor's telling you to say, most of you do have an autoimmune component to your condition, okay? So, um, so another symptom, alternating constipation and diarrhea, this is called irritable bowel syndrome, okay? Irritable bowel syndrome is our, alerts us to the fact that the person's probably in a chronic stress response, they're now calling irritable bowel syndrome, irritable brain syndrome. Again, you can look at our irritable bowel syndrome presentations on powerhealthtalk.com. Um, but, but this area directs us to, uh, directs us to a number of things because irritable bowel syndrome is going to tell us you, you got to work, you got to work, you have to work with the brain. You, however, that particular practitioner works with the brain. They may actually, um, I practice functional neurology also. Okay, so we do brain rehab exercises. We have a lot of tools here that we use to calm down the stress responses in the brain and give that person the tools. We have herbs, we have botanicals, we have brain rehab exercises, we have different types of techniques here that we can help have the patient take home. And, and, and so, so, so from looking at the, we're looking at the bowel aspect of this metabolic assessment form and it's telling us it's brain, okay? And other symptoms of your large bowels, diarrhea alone, um, if, if you just have diarrhea alone, I hate diarrhea because it can be so many different things. It can be segmented filamentous bacteria. That's some of the other bacteria that can break down. The number one cause of diarrhea here is usually people aren't drinking enough water or they have a bacterial infection in their gut. But there's, a, there, you know, if you've been up in the mountains, of course we, you know, it's like, do you have a, do you have a parasite? But, uh, uh, but constipation, is, is a little bit easier. Constipation, number one cause is usually stress. The set number two cause is usually, is usually uh, thyroid problems. Uh, constipation can be, again, it can be not, your person's not drinking enough water. Um, hard, dry, small stools, same thing as constipation, a little bit different. Also, that also will indicate to us that the person's either got thyroid or, 
or a uh, or or um, um, stress response, coated tongue or fuzzy debris. Most of you out there probably know. We would use the term dysbiosis. A lot of you would say that's probably candida, and uh, um, and it can be, can certainly be candida. What we see more uh, more broader bacterial infections, um, passing passing large amounts of gas. Uh, that smell, we talked about how that might be uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So these are, this, this is like the category of, of bowel symptoms. Now, why, why would you go to the bowel first? Why would you not go to the small intestines first? You kind of do, I'm, I'm going over, but I'm going over the bowels right now. Um, the bowels and the, and the small intestines certainly work together, but they are very differentiated. In, in, in the way they are treated. So, so, so if you're having like a chronic problem, the first place is you're gonna go to is you're gonna go to, you're, you're, if you, the per people who come in here, this may not be you, but the people who come in here all are in some sort of a chronic fight flight response. So, so you'll notice that a couple of times I said that's what's causing the bowel problem. So if the person has that bowel problem, if that has that problem, they can take all they wanna do, they can take, they can take they can take Metamucil, they can take magnesium, they can, they can do all the things that they want to do and, they're, and, and, they're, and they're, their constipation is not going away unless you fix that stress response. The, what, I'm, what I'm going over here is everybody wants the magic bullet, okay? Everybody wants the magic bullet of what do, you, what do I do for this? But as you can see, these bowel symptoms have different causes. Some of them have bacterial causes. Some of them have different types of bacterial causes. Some of them have a brain cause, okay? Some of them have a specific, like maybe candida type of thing. Some of them are small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So those are all different things. Now, as I talk, and I'm talking a little fast here today, um, but like as I talk, if you have the, if you have the passing uh, large amounts of foul smelling gas, you're gonna wanna like, you're gonna wanna look up SIBO. You're gonna to wanna to look up small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and you're gonna to wanna to look up uh, treatments for that. And we're, and we're gonna talk about that, okay? Uh, uh, but, but basically, SIBO, you're gonna to have to kill the bacteria, you're gonna to have to starve the bacteria. So that's a special diet. If you're looking at the fuzzy tongue there, that's a special diet, okay? And that, that may be different then, or it may be the same as the SIBO diet. But most of the time, that's a different diet, and then you can use herbs and botanicals and things of that nature. And most of you in the, in the alternative field know to starve the, back, the candida bacteria from, by, by not giving it sugar. You know to, uh, you, you may not know that you should kill it, but you may also not know that later on we're gonna talk about hydrochloric acid, and if you do all of this stuff and you don't take your Bragg's apple cider vinegar or hydrochloric acid tabs, that once, you have, once you've taken the things that you should take, to get this under control, um, it's gonna come back because the hydrochloric acid that's not there in your stomach should be there to kill these bacteria when they try to come back. So uh, constipation is a huge one. It's one of the biggest reasons we start with, with, with this aspect of the, of, of the physiology. The two reasons that we start with the gut is autoimmunity and the other reason, we, uh, the three reasons is autoimmunity, leaky gut and food sensitivities and constipation. Constipation is because why? If you're not, if you're constipated and you're not pooping, you're not detoxing. All that heavy load that you're that that is being done in your in your liver and your gallbladder, your intestines to detox you, if it's not getting into the, if it's not getting in the toilet, 
it's getting into you. Now you're itchy, now you may be getting skin, different types of skin things. So, so the constipation is, is, very, uh, is very important and, uh, and, and, and so, that is, um, so that's something that if you do have constipation, if you, do, if you can take magnesium, if you do have a, no, a number of, uh, of these alternative medicines that, 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 get your, that can get you unconstipated, that's a good thing to do. Most of the time, if you, you have to get the stress response under control, you have to get the physiology under control, then you have to get the thyroid under control, and then your constipation will go away. Sometimes it can be sluggish gallbladder, sometimes it can be a sluggish uh, um, uh, liver, gallbladder, maybe even pancreas, and you're not getting the enzymes there, so sometimes enzymes will do it. But the, but the trick is get the liver, gallbladder, pancreas under control. And so to do, and, and so, I mean, there are lots of different things that you can use but you have to figure out which it is. So I'm, and so I'm not, I'm kind of going through this to show you that like a lot of things, why a lot of things you've done has failed and why sometimes you need to f figure out, like find something or somebody who can put, put all this thing together for you and say, which one, which one of these things should you do? You might go on a baseline diet where you get on the autoimmune paleo diet and you take out all of the allergens and all of the antigens, all the foods that will flare up autoimmune, and this all might go away. It might all go away because it may be that those things were the things that were flaring everything up, okay? If they don't go away, then you should stay on that diet because that sets a baseline. It takes all this inflammation away. And then you look at it and you go, wow, you know, I have, uh, I have this uh, coated fuzzy tongue and, and it's still there and I'm on the diet, so that didn't go away. So now what you would do is you would actually do a test. We would do something called a GI stool test. We would look to see it, what's in your stool. We look to see, do you have other bacteria? There's a lot of things. Are you making pancreatic enzymes? Are you making gallbladder enzymes? Or, or, or is the gallbladder making, uh, ejecting uh, um, its, its, uh, um, its bile and, and creating anti-inflammatory enzymes and, and, and breaking down your fats and so on and so forth? So again, just the, the, the internet thing is like okay for some things, but really the internet thing is like selling supplements, it's selling herbs, it's selling botanicals, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, really, it's really not for the chronic condition patient. It's, it's, it's something that you need to, to in, get involved in a little bit, understand a little bit more what's going on so you can attack. And then understand you can take the um, you can take you you know you can take herbs and botanicals for the fuzzy tongue, but you can but but you have to understand if if those herbs and botanicals are killing the bacteria and if the diet's killing the bacteria and you're feeling better, but it comes back later. You have to look at the rest of the hierarchy of what's going on and find out did it come back because I don't have enough hydrochloric acid in my stomach. And these are these are this is like um, there's not a lot of other things that what I'm talking about. So. Let me just be clear when I say I'm, I'm giving you, I am giving you some, some clinical pearls here. So in, in other words, is it, is it that there's a lack of hydrochloric, you've done your candida cleanse, is it that there's a lack of hydrochloric acid? Do you need, start, need to start taking Bragg's apple cider vinegar or hydrochloric acid enzymes or something like that and, and enzymes? Or is it that there's a stress response that's causing the hydrochloric acid problem? And that's, that's the main flow for the gut. No matter what you have in the gut, if you're if you if you if you've done it, if you've gone through a, a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth protocol and it worked, if you've gone through a cleanse and it worked, you've gone through a fast and it worked, and it always comes back. The the big the two big things to look that 
to the three things to look through is um, is your thyroid working because your thyroid slows your gut down so if that slows your gut down you're not making enough hydrochloric acid are you do you, are you stressed if you're stressed that's going to cause you to not make enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach hydrochloric acid decrease is what happens before long before you get ulcers or are, are, are do you just not make enough hydrochloric acid there's something called parietal cell antibodies in, in your intestines parietal cells and the parietal cells make hydrochloric acid sometimes people can't those cells don't work sometimes there's there's an immune attack against those cells so do you even make hydrochloric acid people who have Hashimoto's have this parietal cell antibody thing a lot maybe 40 50 60 percent of the time so that person's going to have to take hydrochloric acid for the rest of their life the other two people maybe they get their thyroid better and they get their brain better and all of a sudden all of a sudden they start making hydrochloric acid now they do their candida thing now they do their SIBO thing and they're better and if you do that as we'll talk about in the future maybe a lot of these other things get better maybe the leaky guts gets better Maybe the hydrochloric acid is now good, as we'll talk about later. Maybe that'll help your gallbladder and your pancreas to start working. That's functional medicine, okay? This is functional medicine. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.